You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Basket Users Group Radio Show on Community Radio 3CR, broadcasting from Naram, Melbourne, Australia, for Monday, the 24th of April 2023. We're proud to acknowledge the Yurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people powered radio. Thank you to Democracy Now! for the previous hour of current affairs. My name's Chris. And Yarra Bosque Users Group Radio, we're a program about bikes, cycling, transport, or oh, bicycles, cycling, getting around without a combustion engine, and uh, micromobility and all parts in between. Now, on today's show, uh, I'm going to have a recap of an interview that I did back in January of this year with Mark from a new group called Streets Alive Darabin. And uh, we're just having a little bit of a pause on the show because there's some important work happening around uh, 3CR and the station. So sit back and listen to Mark chatting about uh, the new community group, trying to bring awareness to the challenges and opportunities to make Darabin a more vibrant, safe and livable community. And looking back on the progress, however small, it's happened along the way. And you can follow Street to Life Darabin on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to the newsletter. And I'll put all those links into the podcast description. And also with Yarra Bicycle Users Group, you can follow us on yarrabug.org. And all the social links are there for you to follow. Up next, I'll be chatting to Mark. Did you know that 3CR received its community radio licence in 1976? Our application was successful because of our diverse and engaged community membership. Subscribers are at the heart of our station and we really need you to be active and paid up in 2023. Become a 3CR subscriber today. Call 03-9419-8377 or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. Hey, I'm Mark from Streets Alive Darabin, and we're a new group who's trying to bring awareness to challenges and opportunities of making Darabin a more vibrant, safe and livable community, and looking back at the progress, however small or big it may be, along the way, and also keeping the community in touch with uh, the opportunities uh, we have to help shape Darabin's future. We've seen some action in Darabin the last couple of years, but it's been a bit stop-start, hasn't it? 
And we've had things like uh, Streets for People program, which was promised after a lot of consultation. And mm. Darabin Council have gone incredibly quiet about things like that. What, what are some of the th- thoughts you've got, Mark, about, you know, for the, for the new group, Streets Alive Darabin? What do you see the council and state government too should be doing? So yeah, we've definitely seen a few projects and programs in the last couple of years, notably the Preston Activity Link as part of the Streets for People program and the also the Your Street, Your Say program, opening up for local feedback on Darabin streets and areas where improvements to the streets and infrastructure need to be made from public input that from council but generally speaking progress has been very slow and it sort of definitely doesn't feel like a lot has happened from council i guess in recent years in fact the most notable things to happen have been almost a little bit regressive in terms of the removal of bike lanes in west garth yeah, South Crescent. Yeah. South Crescent and the council voting against even really a study into pop-up bike lanes on High Street. While we have seen some upgrades and opportunities for upgrades, there hasn't really been a lot of major progress and any progress that has been made has been through very small piecemeal upgrades and not really in the form of a more unified network of active transport infrastructure in Darabin. Because you go back to like the whole streets for people thing, that was endorsed by council back in October 2018. Mm. And we haven't seen much about it. And a previous guest on the show, uh, Ruth, was talking about it uh, almost two years ago. Still haven't seen Mm. the action on it. And the piecemeal stuff that you're talking about, you you had the, I think it is Department of Infrastructure, Vic Rhodes thing about the Yarra Darabin connectors. And all it was was, bits of paint yes and also more recently we have seen a small modal filter on james street marketed as a pop-up park as part of the preston activity link active transport corridor but that's the only piece of infrastructure that has been built on that and it's not really useful as part of a wider cycling network within darabin that was uh, um august last year oh 2021 Mm. and it's just Would you agree, Mark, that they're trying to do minimum spec on whatever they promised previously? It does sometimes feel that way. While it's nice to see any new infrastructure be built, however large or small it may be, in Darabin's case, mostly small, it is frustrating when it doesn't seem to serve much of a net benefit for cycling in Darabin and active transport in Darabin as a whole and only brings maybe small, limited, localised benefits. Very localised. And the interesting Mm. thing is you would know that Darabin were purporting this program called Darabin Loves Bikes, and they have all these Mm. programs about how to ride your bike, but infrastructure, where to ride your bike, is the actual true implementation of they really are for active transport. They can just do as many programs as they like about getting people on bikes or fixing your bikes. This is good stuff. The next stage of it. And I think you probably have some bit to say about this is it's all been like tied up and well the the issue of the inner suburbs for some people is parking and how Mm. do we how do we kind of change these discussions from being such such 
well, I've got to put it, put it bluntly, a lot of these conversations are pretty toxic and mm. there's, there's no way to move forward. Well, I actually think there is. Definitely at the moment within Darabin, bikes and bike infrastructure definitely feel like an afterthought in our discussions around transport and car transport definitely is seen as, uh, without a doubt, you know, the central and most really relevant form of transport for most people. And while, you know, there has been discussion around bikes as a sustainable mode of transport and an option for more people, it's been very surface level. And I would say generally on the level of talking about actual transport infrastructure and upgrades, it really, there hasn't really been any major consideration about, I guess, cycling as part of long-term vision of transport in Darabin. And generally speaking, I would say there is an aspiration to more or less maintain a status quo in our transport, which I think is something we need to change. We need to accept that not only can bikes be or are bikes a serious form of transport and absolutely a fantastic opportunity for anywhere in the world, Darabin included, as part of our future in transport and sustainable transport and more flexible transport options. But we also need to accept that we may need to disrupt the status quo for that even slightly. We can't expect a shift in people's cycling behaviours and transport behaviours without maybe losing a couple of parking spots here and there in the name of it. CR is Radical Radio. Through our on-air content and community structure, we promote real change for workers' rights, gender equality, environmental action, disability justice, and on racism and First Nations sovereignty. Do you want to be part of real radical change? We need you to subscribe. It's just $40 concession, $80 waged, $150 for a band or organisation, and $300 solidarity. Call 03-9419-8377. That's 9419-8377. Or subscribe online at 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. talking huge amounts of budget required for the sort of infrastructure no in comparison to whatever they're pulling out for northeast link or westgate yeah we're talking tens to hundreds not billions and if you look back on what derubin initially promised with streets for people i think they had nine priority corridors and what have mm. we really seen you know there was stuff like yeah the great western shimmy Northern Reservoir Corridor, the Thornbury Neighbourhood Link. I can just go on about this. Another one, mm. the Great Eastern Cycleway, which was Victoria Road, Victoria Street and various back streets. All the stuff's there. And you, you would know yourself about people wanting to ride. When we could probably mm. do easily do a couple of shows on studies showing that people, X amount of percentage of people will ride if the infrastructure is there. And we, we keep on having these repetitive conversations of the political willpower and people want to keep the status quo. But 
the fact is we've got, and you would know this, is we've got massive externalities where we can't keep the status quo. No. So keep the status quo is actually quite dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. At the moment, the status quo centre around cars and car-based transport is not really working for anybody. It's created a transport system which is unreliable and requires people to own a car in many cases, which is, you know, expensive and difficult for people and is also especially unsustainable in our in the context of a climate crisis. And also cost of living and all this sort of thing. You're forcing people, mm. people are being forced into making really painful decisions about transport or how to keep mm. themselves mobile, to keep their jobs and do things they need to do in their lives. And it's mm. all been sheeted back to them by you've mm. got to maintain an expensive piece of equipment mm. in their car. I mean, cars are okay, they mm. have their uses, but as a you know, civil society, we should have different modes of transport for different things. And I can just think of cost of living and rental and the sort of things for different generations. It's okay if you're someone my age, we're set. Okay, mm. most of us or some of us may not be. But for, for, you know, starting out, going to school, all these things you're supposed to be doing and our wages aren't keeping real-term, you know, CPI growth, whatever. How the hell are people supposed to budget per month rental, property, whatever, and not be in poverty. There's some really big conversations that are going missing in terms of in, term, in Victoria, in terms of transport infrastructure. And I think the great thing about active transport and active transport infrastructure is even though it's often seen as something that's very slow to implement and very difficult to implement from you know the experience of living in Melbourne or Australia, the truth is it is actually very cheap and easy and efficient to implement. And it's one of the few pieces of transport infrastructure which is so easy to not only implement but also get people using. It's, you know, one of the few examples or one of the best examples of if you build it, they will come. People will. And when we build good active transport infrastructure, which repeating myself is very easy to build in reality people yeah. will use it and it, it's one of the greatest ways to create a more sustainable transport network well you take the fear-based element out of it don't you it's like okay, i know where i'm going to go and i don't yeah i i think of someone who started riding again in my 30s mm. a long time ago and i had to sit there <laughs> sit down and plan out what i was going to do and it that's a massive mm. disincentive with cars everything's laid on for you but there's all that Absolutely. added cost The media in this country, we as Indigenous people know, have censored our right of telling the truth and the truth is what this country is most fearful of, in particular Indigenous truths. Until history is told by the vanquished lens, which is our people telling our story our way, and have the right to be able to incorporate that into a system of learning, well, people are always going to be denied that truth by deceit and lies. When you look at the type of psychological warfare, 
spiritual warfare that Aboriginal people are caught in. It's not just in the sense of military when they talk about weapons of mass destruction, but you're right, it's in terms of the media and the industry of media as a warfare against our people, and so is religion, I believe, in the Western sense. They're, they're all weapons of mass destruction against our, our people. We need to keep Radical Voices on air. Subscribe now. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. What would you want to see happen in Derebin? And also, what can people do? Well, I would like to see more of the cycling corridors, which already have some infrastructure on them and are maybe partially laid out, be better connected together. And especially, I think, really Darabin's spine of bicycle infrastructure being the uh, St George's Road Trail needs to be better integrated with the rest of Darabin's cycling infrastructure as limited as it may be to create a sort of we need a minimum viable network of active transport infrastructure which people can use even if it's not always perfect i think just fixing some missing links here and there could definitely be very transformative in Darabin's active transport network and creating an actual interconnected network and fortunately we have had the opportunity to to, I guess, give a bit of our feedback through the Your Street, Your Say program. And while oh, the second section of that program has just closed for public comment, there's still lots of opportunities coming up in the future for public comment and feedback to be made in support of a more interconnected cycling network and safer bike infrastructure in Darabin. And yeah. if you want to stay in touch about those things, we will definitely be giving lots of updates through our social media and keeping you informed on all those things. I believe that Streets Alive Derribin have got a new website that's going live real soon and there's Twitter and Instagram and a newsletter, I believe, too. Yeah. Yeah, so what, what in closing in the time we've got, um, Mark, would you implore that people do? You've, you've given that, but what what's, what do you, would you like to see in the next six to 12 months? I'd say, I guess, uh, make your voice heard and be a part of the community and show your support for bike infrastructure in Darabin. And I think we can definitely start to make a difference. There's kind of a lot of a lot of things that are coming up to the fore at the moment as well, particularly in terms of the way that we imagine, for example, essential work and also sort of essential community life or essential caregiving um, and how those how those function. If we think about sort of the way that queer family often takes very very sort of different forms and very you know important and meaningful forms that often don't match the picture 
of normative, heteronormative family life, but how so many of the of the affordances or the restrictions or the kind of the, the government governmental sort of imagining of the way that we should live and what we need to live and what we need to survive really is shaped around heteronormativity. You know, it's around the family life in the suburb, as opposed to many, you know, single individuals who have shared queer family, both sexual and community connections that sustain them and that kind of give them give them life and give them give them sort of energy and comfort and safety and security and support. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio.
through the dark with my boy and my dog through our local park my boy's collecting Pokemon and he loves it tree by the creek my dog loved it through Warren Jerry as it was and always will be in the dark In the dark And I Fear what tomorrow Might bring us And I Don't Don't mean 
love my boy I love my dog But I fear the future I fear the future In the dark Three CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrose Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.